Welcome back to the Mono e Mono podcast, the podcast that debates hypothetical one-on-one basketball matches between current NBA players, retired athletes, fictional characters, you name it, we debate it. My name is Adam. I'm joined by my two best friends, Austin and Lauro. How are you guys doing today? I'm glad you asked, Adam. I'm doing quite grand. I just had one of my, my good friends over for the weekend. Uh, I think you know him. His name is Adam <laughs> Ahmed Syed. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, you, you don't even know my real last name, oh, but man. I, I appreciate <laughs> <laughs> you mix those up, but it's okay. Did I? Well, oh, okay. Man. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm flustered, <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, uh, yeah. So you came over obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a good time and we had a great got time. Pretty, we got drunk, got... we played FIFA and, uh, now I'm back to work and life is miserable again. It was nice to have that little hiatus. Yeah, I re- the only time I ever play FIFA is at your house, and it is it's really fun. I miss it. It reminds me of college when we played, and that was our pregame. And then all yeah. of the girls that wanted to go out would have to wait for us to end our TV twos. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it set the night for us. So yeah. I want to say all these girls. I meant girlfriends. We weren't we weren't pulling it like that. So <laughs> I just want to put that out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was good. I hadn't drank like that in a minute, so I was feeling pretty good. How are you doing, Austin? Baseball's back, so I found my weekend nap activity again, so I'm quite excited for my sleep schedule in April. <laughs> I literally don't get how baseball fans can embrace that it's the most boring game and love it still. Like, See, I this is I, the, I will never get it. There's no better way to spend a Saturday or Sunday afternoon than to start with a 1 o'clock baseball game. You have a nice lunch, some snacks, watch the first to third inning. Then around 2, 2.30, you start getting a little sleepy, sleep through the middle innings. If you're lucky, you wake back up to a close game, get to see some great pictures in at the end, and you still have the rest of the night to do whatever you'd like. It's the perfect weekend. What? <laughs> I don't know, man. What I kind of game was <laughs> Yeah, a built-in nap time in the game. Why don't you just make it six innings? Just cut out those three boring-ass innings. Something about tradition, you know, 130 years. I, I still don't understand it, but, you know. I do enjoy it. Yeah, I watched this one. Vi- I watched this one video of this guy, like this guy from another, like some country in Europe, and he was like, "I understand uh, American football. You throw it, you get the touchdown. But American baseball, I I, I don't understand. You you just keep spitting, spit spit spit. <laughs> then you you run on the pillows and you try to steal a pillow, and they don't want you to steal a pillow. And then you hit it, and then you wait for like <laughs> I was." die i was like yeah that's basically what it is <laughs> you know if you think about it what sport really does make sense tennis Basketball. we we chase around a ball hit it with a racket i think the simpler the, the sport the more it makes sense like football kind of doesn't make sense like you really have to like conjure up some stuff for that sounds like you're a big javelin guy shot put hey listen track olympic track and field i was a shot put in uh, middle school i can't i came i got a bronze the one year i went to my town's jamboree See, this is how we've resorted to learning new things about each other at this point in time. I never knew that. Brand new information coming out on the pot. Yeah, man. I had a I had a nice little arm, but I think that fucked me for life because my shoulder my right shoulder now, if I try to like throw a baseball or overhand, I can't throw more than like 20, 30 yards or it hurts. So I peaked early, man. <laughs> but uh But yeah, I've got a story. I went to the dentist and uh I don't have insurance. I don't have dental insurance. So when I was looking for a dentist a few months back, I was trying to find the the cheapest option. 
And I think I stumbled upon my mom recommended uh, going to like a student based kind of one where they just train and there's like one professional dentist. So I found one and I really like the guy. But every time I go in, it's like a new student and I had to get a filling. Uh, I got five fillings the past three weeks. It's been it's been rough. So I got my filling done. And in order to like dry the filling, I think they put like a, a UI type of light to like dry it. And I could feel that this intern wasn't really like putting it on my tooth fully. And I was just like, I had a bunch of shit in my mouth, so I couldn't really like say anything. And I saw the dentist guide the intern's hand to like do it a different way, like to to reposition it. So, I mean, it felt like my my tooth felt fine. But then I went home after all the nerve came and I feel like I put my tongue over the tooth just to feel it. And I can feel like this like little like extra bump kind of thing like it's just like a a chip but it's not a chip in the tooth it's like an extra bump over because it's like more rigid and i feel like she like didn't angle it right so the like the the filling like dried at a bad angle so i'm i'm debating whether i I really want to go back to the dentist and fix it or it doesn't hurt so i mean like it's i'm having a a tough time with it though (laughs) you feel it at all like normally or is it just like only when i run my tongue over it oh yeah dude Go back. <laughs> I don't want the like. It's just like you'd have to like drill that shit off. I you've left me speechless. I I don't even know what to ask. That just sucks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, <laughs> it's been rough, but I mean, at least for the past three weeks, my other feeling actually hurt, but it was like getting better. He's like, yeah, it might take some time since it was kind of deep in the nerves. I was like, bro, feelings aren't supposed to feel like this, but you know, I'm a soldier. You know, I'm power through. <laughs> did you did you guys see any March Madness? I know me and Lo saw that crazy shot from uh, our guy Suggs, Terrell Suggs, his name? No, Jaylen not quite. Terrell, Hall of Fame, defensive end, Arizona State University, the Baltimore Raven, dirtiest player in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, he was good. I liked him. I liked the Ravens back then. But yeah, uh, Jalen Suggs, that was a crazy shot. But Zags got beat by Baylor, and it looked not great. Would you, uh, our expert college basketball guy over here, Austin, what did you think? Well, it's nice you two are actually now paying attention now that something interesting happened in a game you love, March Madness, right? Uh, you know, well, we were on the phone with you and you told us to tune in, so we tuned in. <laughs> yeah, we were going to play FIFA. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> literally <laughs> clearly a good decision, right? You know, get an overtime game, Final Four. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, Gonzaga had an amazing season. Uh, all year long, they were a dominant team, and so was Baylor. Baylor had some COVID issues. Uh, they come back from that struggle a little bit, and clearly it was a very bad matchup for Gonzaga. They couldn't couldn't get anything going all night long. Uh, you know, Jalen Suggs, he's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft uh, coming up in a few months here. You know, maybe there start, starts to be some questions after last night. It was the first time all year he didn't seem to be in a perfect situation. The dribble, the handle was not quite where it needed to be for him to be fully effective. But hey, that shot, though, I mean, everybody's still talking about it. Probably one of the top three best shots in March Madness history. So give it up to him for that. I went crazy. And then I saw he commented about his table jump, how he saw Kobe and D-Wade do it, and he finally got to do it. I thought that was so sick. Like, as a kid <laughs> growing up, hitting those shots, like, calling yourself 3-2-1. That was dope. But I don't know anybody else besides Tim A and Jalen... <laughs> Sucks. So, <laughs> well, yeah, K- Corey Kispert is someone to keep an eye on too. He's probably going to be a lottery pick. Uh, he didn't show well in the national title game whatsoever at all. Um, but oh, he's a, yeah. a knockdown shooter. Um, he looked like a 
he looks like an 80s like mean guy in high school. Like he does not look like a nice guy. But he shoots a three well, so all right. What's his name? <laughs> Corey Kispert. Cody Crisper, I think. Corey, Corey. Yeah. Kispert? Yeah, that's that's a yeah, he went mm-hmm. to Cobra Kai. Um <laughs> that reference went over my head. <laughs> what you never you saw the karate kid? Oh cr- but what could was the, the karate kid? I didn't hear what you said. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the evil dojo from the Karate Kid. I heard Dobra Kai. (laughs) Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. Yeah, there goes Austin's infamous ears of just hearing the most random things from people. I also struggle with the long eye. The accent a little bit. uh, I barely get... The first time I I went to Long Island and heard you guys talk, it was a whole new world. There's there's a difference between accent and slang. We have different slang, but there's not really an accent. I think I talk pretty clearly. Man, we keep learning more about ourselves on this podcast. Now you have a Long Island accent. <laughs> yeah, Austin had a field day when I tried to incorporate OD into his vocabulary. He's like, what are you overdosing on? What do you, what, like? <laughs> Conversations from a decade ago. Long, long time ago. <laughs> Speaking a long, long time ago. We got Space Jam 2 trailer came out, and I'm going to admit, first of all, we, Austin, you were completely wrong about the premise that we spoke about a few weeks ago about him losing <laughs> yeah. his Instagram followers. And I understand that wasn't a valuable source. <laughs> it was from, I said before I said it that I wasn't sure that it was right. Okay. And that was a, that was a report. I did not make that up. You think I make up Space Jam 2 plots in my free time? <laughs> I mean, it sounded viable, but no, I like, I mean, to me, it looked pretty good. It looked like Ready Player One meets basketball, but I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah, it looked a lot better than I expected. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm excited to see uh, like Anthony Davis and Damian Lillard in it. And Clay Thompson, I guess, is in it, who I didn't even know was participating. And Diana Taurasi. Yeah, I'm pretty excited now. It definitely changed my opinion. Well, you guys are going to have to let me know how it is because there's no way in hell I'm going to suffer through two hours of, of this. It's just not going to What? Happen. No, he's going to be watching three innings of baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. You Why would I give an opportunity your... up for a two-hour nap than watch that? Come on. I'm sure you could take a nap during Space Jam and wake up for the final basketball match. <laughs> I'm sure that can happen. I guess happen. we'll see. <laughs> well... All right. Uh, let's uh, let's head into where why we're actually here today <laughs> to debate some one-on-one basketball matches or games. I don't know ever which one to call it. Match sounds too formal, and a one-on-one basketball game sounds just doesn't sound right. But anyway, I digress. We are arguing today: Tracy McGrady against Larry Bird. It's a little different of a matchup today. I will be arguing for Tracy McGrady. My guy Austin will be arguing for Larry Bird. And before we get into it, let's go over the rules of this matchup. It's going to be a game to 21. Three-pointers equals two points, and anything else equals one point. We're going to have loser's ball, meaning if one person scores, the other person takes it up on the top of the key, and we go from there. We're going to have... uh, What am I missing? My player always wins. (laughs) Oh, yeah, fouls, because that's a foul statement. So uh, you're going to call your your own fouls. which I just did there. See how quick I did it. That's what you're supposed to do on the court. Uh, call your own foul. 
And that means if you think you got fouled, the person's going to call it. You get back at the top of the key. Laurel brought up a good thing when we were talking this weekend. We're going to have everybody has to clear the ball, meaning if you shoot the ball, you miss the ball and the other person gets the rebound. They have to bring it back to the top of the key. Uh, If you steal it from the other person, you don't got to do that. Just go right up for it. I think blocks apply the same way if you get that rebound. Uh, Am I missing anything, guys? Who starts with the ball? Uh, We're going to let the judge decide that. We're going to have a shootout, typical three-point, whoever misses first, the other person gets the ball. Obviously, we're all going to argue. No, three-pointer. We're professional basketball players here. You shoot free throws. (laughs) You shoot free throws. They shoot threes. Because <laughs> we'd be here for we'd be here we'd be here for days if we wait for Liarbird or Trace McGrady to miss a free throw um, in the gym. <laughs> so I will be arguing first for Tracy McGrady, and I'll start out by saying, AKA T Mac, which we all know him by, AKA the Big Sleep. He did look like a bit sleepy on the court, but he was a killer. He was six eight, two hundred and ten pounds, with a seven two wingspan, which is pretty lengthy to contest shots and it was pretty clear to me what prime i was going with this he was going with the 2002 2003 season his injury history didn't pile up as much still 23 years old has the prime physical tools he spent already five years in the nba at that point because he came out of high school he came in really early that season he scored 32 points a game led the league in scoring averaged 6.5 rebounds 5.5 assists 1.7 steals and 0.8 blocks almost a block a game he shot 45% from the field, 38% from three, and had an effective field goal percentage of 50%, which is really impressive when you take into account the team that Tracy McGrady was playing around. So that year, Grant Hill was supposed to be the top dog or the sidekick to Tracy McGrady, and he got hurt pretty early in the year. And it was pretty, it was Tracy McGrady and, I mean, Daryl Armstrong, Drew Gooden. You had a really old Sean Camp and a really young Mike Miller. So, like, come on. And he led the league that year in offensive wins shares. And prime Tracy McGrady is arguably up there with, like, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, about just the ability of literally being able to do it all. He was super athletic, dunking on any anybody in his way. Infamously dunked on the 7'6", Sean Bradley. 7'6", got over him. And... He had the infamous pull-up three, and off the dribble was really, really good at just going anywhere. You're saying everything I'm saying is facts, my guy. Everybody dunked on Sean Bradley. The man couldn't jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you try to dunk on Sean Bradley. I bet you can't. I bet you can't dunk on Sean Bradley. He didn't need to jump. I've only dunked one time, and I'm pretty sure it was on a, a slightly short rim. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember blowing in my driveway. Uh, I was I jammed it on a few people on back of the day. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, he could shoot the pull up three really well. And um, there was a podcast that he was speaking uh, all the smoke with uh, Stephen Jackson, and Matt Barnes. And I'm not promoting any other podcast because I think, I mean, ours is the best in the world, but they're okay. And they were talking about both Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, who are Matt Barnes was known as a really good defender. Steven Jackson was fine. They were talking about how hard it was to guard him when he was doing his pull-up jumpers because he jumped so high. And he got so high up that like even when you were in his grill, he was getting above you at his 6'8 height 
with a seven two wingspan. So he's and he had the release that he was getting above his head. So it was it wasn't easy to block him. But then you also had besides the prototypical super athletic dunks and can shoot so well, he had impeccable footwork in the post in the mid range post especially, and he was able to do dreamlike shakes where uh, there was a really big example of Kobe and him going back and forth one game. And he caught Kobe with a lovely shake one, two fadeaway. And Kobe felt the type of way because the next possession he went on and he dunked on like the whole team. So when you look at how Kobe was guarding him, he created so much space and Kobe is an all time defender, first team, all NBA defender for however many years. And you know, the pride that Kobe had, if he had the best player on the floor, he's not going to let him score that easily. And he roasted Kobe. He was also able to be a bit of a menace on the defensive end with the almost two steals a game and almost one block a game. And when, you look at his earlier career when he wasn't tasked of being the literal offensive focal point for the whole team. He averaged uh, almost two blocks a game earlier on his career. And he had the length and the height that he still had that ability to get up there. And I think it's really important to note that he was doing all of this when it was the slowest pace in NBA history. And I think this is what needs to be put into context. So the 80s where Larry Bird was playing and today uh, our our NBA is the fastest it's ever been next to the 60s. It goes like every 20 years, it seems, from the graphs. And it kind of slows down, maybe strategy changes, whatever. So when you look at the 02-03 season, hand checking was still around. The hand checking meaning when you're on defense, you can kind of slap the guy's hand, get a lot more physical on defense and be able to stop him and in 0405 is when they implemented taking away the hand check rule or uh, implementing the hand check rule so this was at the peak of the slow movement in the nba and the most physical uh basketball was still being played right now if you go and calculate tracy's stats per 100 possessions right now in in 0405 it was about 90 to 92 possessions a game which was really low in the NBA grand scheme of things. Per 100 possessions, Tracy McGrady averaged 40 points a game, 8.2 boards, and 7 assists. And and how many shots did he take a game? 24 or 23. 50% effective field goal percentage. I don't I don't know how you talk bad about that. That's not good. So pretty easily. 50 half of the shots? <laughs> What's a good effective field goal percentage? An elite level mark would be upwards of 52% and and above. So what's 50 to 52? Like uh, above average? Much above average if it's 2%? For for around that time, that's probably above average, I'd say, yes. But he... Okay. I'll save the rest for my argument. I apologize. It's okay. For the amount of shots he was taking, the amount of defensive focus that was on him, to shoot 50% above average... I don't know how how that could be used against him. I was doing a lot of research, and a lot of times Kobe Bryant came up back RIP. And he could not speak highly, more highly of Tracy McGrady. He said that he was the hardest person that he ever had to guard. And they ask why. He's like, he's literally a bigger me. He can do anything on the court that he wanted to, had the defensive ability to stay in front of his man. And he was like, it's tragic that the way that his injury was kind of cut short, not short, but it was hampered a lot by the injuries that he had throughout his career. I would strongly argue that in today's game, he would be looking like James Harden, more athletic James Harden, a bigger, just like can do literally whatever he wants, especially with a more open spacing. Because you're thinking he's doing all this with the Sean Bradley's clogging up the paint still. If he was able to no hand check rule, I mean, the per 100 possessions 
stats speak for themselves. And when I look at Larry Bird, I will never speak badly about Larry Bird. Me and Laura watched highlights of both these guys this weekend, and Larry Bird was is incredible to watch. He's so fun, and I think the reason why T- Tracy's beating him is the the athleticism, and that's it. They can both do pretty much anything that they want on the court. Um, Larry Bird, correct me if I'm wrong, is 6'9". I don't know his weight, but I know Larry Bird's 6'9". So Tracy only has one inch shorter than him. Um, are you going to correct me? Or that's not a correction. Yeah, keep going. Okay, 6'9". So <laughs> <laughs> he's 6'9". And it looked like you were about to say something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're to say something. <laughs> what I think how this is going to go is first possession – and I think Tracy is going to – I mean, it's really hard to bet against Larry Bird three-point shooting. So maybe Larry Bird wins the, the tip-off. But, again, Tracy is shooting lights out from pull-up. I can't imagine if no one's guarding him to, to shoot for ball. But I think that the only way Tracy's winning this is to out-athleticism, out out-athleticize, whatever, Bird. And I think he can. I think he has the length to defend him on defense. 7-2 wingspan, I saw – multiple shots i'd be two or three i I won't go i won't exaggerate but there are two or three different videos of him blocking kobe bryant's fadeaway and kobe had a lethal fadeaway that was usually unblockable and the fact that he's able to do that with the length that he has kobe's already speaking highly of him i think the the score is going to be really close just because larry bird has that that little edge of uh chip on his shoulder but i do think that you can't lead the league in scoring. And Grant Hill said this in a video. This is not my own words. You can't lead the league in scoring without having that kind of fire competitive edge because you're just going to keep on scoring. You have you keep on going after it. So I know that Tracy looks a little sleepy at times, but don't make the looks fool you. He's going to torch you. And literally, there's nothing that he can't do on the court, which is why Bird has a little less athleticism. I think when you looked at him guarding Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan was, I mean, Larry Bird was a little older at that time, but he was still getting torched. He was a famous quote that Larry Bird said, Michael Jordan was Jesus in disguise. So I think if he thinks Michael Jordan's like that, Prime T-Mac is just as deadly as Prime Jordan in their peaks. They didn't have the same career by any stretch, but that's 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 my case for my opening argument. Before I say anything else, I'm sorry, would you like to rephrase the last sentence you just said again? Peak T-Mac is just as good as peak jordan but their careers okay so peak t-mac only was there for like a season or two so you can't it's hard to compare but that's the thing with tracy mcgrady is you have to take that moment in time of where everything was right his health was right his his what what where do i even start are you kidding me offensively not defensively but offensively so first off first off i'm not even going to talk about larry bird yet because the (laughs) fluff that just went into this argument needs to be spread (laughs) with some peanut butter to balance it out here um first off uh, adam refresh my memory this peak t-mac year what what place did he finish in mvp voting i think it was Uh, a fourth he, fourth, he fourth. wasn't even the best player in the league. You just compared his peak to the best player of all time, Michael Jordan, who won many, many, many MVPs. What like, did where I, does what that did even I, start? What did I First just say off, about his help, The defensive his argument. Help, what are you talking no, his about? De- his defense is not good, as good as Jordan. But look at the help. He never even finished above saying, fourth in MVP that doesn't voting. Exclude the fact of how good he was. Who are the top three, Austin? Who are the top three? Then you know he's fourth. I looked it up before. I can pull it up right here. I have it. I have the page open. 
Okay, yeah. Who is who is the top three? All right, give me one second. I, I remember to, you I argued Vince Carter should be MVP one year, so it's not it's not wild for me to say these. I crazy made a teams. an argument to go along with it with why his season was better than those other people. Listen, I'm talking about talent wise. The MVP uh, race is Kobe, okay. Garnett, and Duncan. Co- who won that year? Uh, KG or Tom- or Duncan? Duncan. Duncan won. Yeah. Greatest power forward of Duncan all time. Duncan and Garnett were close. No one else was. Yeah, greatest power forward of all time. He got 4% of the votes. I, you, I also, Fourth place, 4% of the votes. What are you going to do with your team? Your team was trash, bro. Grant Hill even said it. Grant Hill, looking back at it, he was like, I was hurt. He had nobody around him. How is he going to make it that deep in, in anywhere when you have... And have he, you he, ever he, heard of... They score. It was forty-two and forty was their season. So they average trash team means someone's gonna take a ton of shots, which means bad team stat roller taking all the shots. Not at that. Was his twenty-four shots? When was the last time you heard someone take twenty-four shots? Not at that field goal percentage, bro. He wasn't a bad field a goal team. percentage. If he shot like Iverson, 45%. if he shot like Iverson, it'd be 45%. different. But he didn't. And what was he gonna do if the ma- the ma- he he made magic? He made the magic average, not average. He 42 and 40 is above 500 with no help. That's impressive to me. Uh, this, this Pat Garrity disrespect. Yeah. I, thanks for making that point for me. Thanks exactly. For me. Yeah, I'm exactly. making your point for you. The team was, the, the team was terrible. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Regardless of the fact to say that that's comparable to peak Jordan, get, get the hell out of this. I think podcast. offensively, just hang it up. Right I think now. offensively, defensively. No, I won't go that far, but offensively, Michael Jordan would average 45 points on that team. That's it. <laughs> I mean, he is per 100 possessions is 40 points a game. But let me hear about Larry, bro. Let me hear about Larry. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get there. Uh, I'll save my defensive trashing on Tracy for later, too. <laughs> so, Larry Bird, six foot nine, 225 to 30 pounds, depending on the source. I don't have a wingspan for you today. That's not recorded, unfortunately. I think it was about even, though. I don't think he was particularly long. You know, you see some of his other teammates didn't really seem to stand out in that regards. But here's the thing. Larry Bird, one of the most iconic players the game has ever seen. I can't believe I was so frustrated by Adam's Tracy McGrady argument. I forgot my my funny line. Larry Bird, a.k.a. the hick from French Lick. (laughs) Right? Okay. It just doesn't ring the same, (laughs) didn't have the same delivery. It's okay. So we're going to be going with the 1985-1986 Larry Bird season. I would say, for for my argument's sake, I believe that was the best team of all time. And thanks to Larry Bird, that was the main reason for that. It just was his, you know, third MVP that year. You know, three in a row. It's pretty good. I'm not sure we've seen that uh, anytime recently. Uh, <laughs> Listen, man, it's, it, we might say accolades don't have anything to do with peak one-on-one talent. But go on. Okay, fine, fine. So that that season, <laughs> just to go through the numbers, uh, he averaged uh, 26 points a game, 10 rebounds, seven assists, two steals, uh, and about half a block. He shot 50, 42, and 90. If we round up which we should because it's close enough, uh, which are obviously elite-level shooting marks. Larry Bird was truly a one-of-a-kind player that we have seen nothing like since, in my opinion. 
starting off with his basketball IQ, uh, that man was always in the right position. And it was it was really interesting when you were uh, speaking about the pace before of the 80s. And that was something that I definitely focused in on in, in talking about this matchup it was that quick pace. It was incredible how quickly players would go from running a set to catching the ball to taking a shot. And that translates directly to how Larry's going to be scoring all over Tracy McGrady's face. You know, when you're coming around, uh, you're, you're dribbling the ball to a specific spot. Larry had an incredible skill that really stood out on the tape, and it was his timing. So not only was he one of the smartest players that we've ever seen play this game, he could get wherever he needed to on the court. He also had this knack for shooting the ball when the defender wasn't even expecting it. There'd be so many times that people wouldn't even get a shot contest towards him because he just had this way of moving uh, in unexpected ways, rising up for his shot. He was one of the best shooters of all time, and I don't make that statement lightly. Obviously, the three-pointer wasn't a huge component of the game back then. But even at that point in time, he was shooting upwards of 42% on a good amount of attempts. No, no. At that amount, it was for that two, period of time. Two and a half attempts. Is for that period of time. I'm just saying, bro. The, yeah, for that, for that period inflated. of time, that was a lot. That's, oh, oh my God. Just, I, I'm going to get so frustrated on this matchup. Larry Bird is one of the top five shooters of all time in the NBA. I, so I agree, but I'm Let's just send the conversation there. <laughs> So zip it then. No. <laughs> if you if you agree with the point, why are you saying that? <laughs> no, I just think there is a bit of a oh, so anyways, inflation. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he would have been a 45% shooter if he practiced it even more. So there we go. Okay. So from um, T-Mac, a career 33% three-point shooter from 20 years later. In careers is not what we're going on. <laughs> we're not going on careers. Well... I mean, if we're telling anecdotes from out throughout our career, maybe like you did, then then maybe we are right. Only the earlier, uh, anyways. Only the earlier. So in this 1980s, anyways, in this 1986 season, let's just talk about some of the highlights of the year. So my personal favorite, the left-handed game. Larry Bird was toying with people like a cat would with a mouse all season long. They're on a long West Coast road trip facing the Portland Trailblazers in the last game. The Trailblazers happened to have beat the Celtics, one of the few losses they had taken earlier that year. Larry decided, oh, you know, I want to show these guys up. I'm going to play this game left-handed. So he then proceeds to score 27 out of his 41 points that night, including an overtime game-winning shot with his left hand. Only with his left hand. Larry Bird was a right-handed player. Just shows his skill level. Can finish with either hand, like Adam said last week. He's ambidextrous, right? He has very high-level skill can get anywhere on the court where he needs to go. He's dribbling the ball. He can go left. He can go right. He can pull up. He's got every single skill that you could possibly need in the bag. So later in that season, he also faced the Atlanta Hawks, scored 60 points, put on such a show that two of the team members on the Hawks were on the bench celebrating because his shots were so ridiculous. They got chewed out in their next film session by their coach and benched. Awesome story, right? Which player? Uh, I, I don't remember their names off the top of my head, Lo. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the 80s oh. Atlanta Hawks bench isn't one of my strong suits. Um, well, but one of them was their starting point guard at the time. I believe it was Kevin Johnson. Okay. Yeah, you said they got bench. Yeah. So I assume they were Yeah, bench. that team, by the way, was fucking stacked with Hall of Famers. I, I, I don't think that's to be taken lightly with how many good looks you're going to get with the other four people on the court being Hall of Famers that can't not be guarded. And why do you think they were getting good looks at him? Because all five people on the court because could kill the three-time MVP 
can we name the four other Hall of Famers for the for the audience, please? Uh, Dennis Johnson, Robert. Who is that directed? Either one. Oh, okay. You want you want to tell the Hall of Famers? Go ahead, buddy. Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale. One more. Where's who's the fourth? It's Dennis Johnson who's and Bill Walton. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, Bill, Bill Walton playing his 17 minutes off the oh, bench. Oh, still Hall of Famer. After his foot-feet injury. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That was a good one. I thought you were going to say Danny Ainge was trying to set a <laughs> oh, trap no. for you. I was going to be like, not yet. <laughs> for GM. <laughs> Best pick hoarder ever. Next to Sam Presti. He's trying to take the title. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, dude, I think Sam Presti took that title. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, what else? intangibles. So Larry Bird was known as the preeminent trash talker of his period. And just a couple of the stories that I took, you know, I I found were great. So first, Charles Barkley is going through. He said they're in the middle of a game, right? Larry Bird comes over to him. He shakes his head and he goes, you guys are going to disrespect me like that? And Charles goes, what the hell are you talking about? He goes, you're guarding me with a white guy? Burn. Burn. (laughs) Larry Bird's white. (laughs) Next. Yeah, I heard this story. (laughs) Larry Bird had this game he liked to play. It's kind of called like Simon Says. So he was so good, he would tell people where he would go to take his shots before he would do it. There's multiple times he had game-winning shots where he told the other team, and Byron Scott told one of these stories, exactly what the play was. He then went out and did it and hit the shot in their face. We're talking about one of the elite level shot makers of all time, the highest basketball IQ of his generation, arguably right there with Magic Johnson, right? That's, that's two, probably the two top guys. I would say if I were to have to pit two guys against each other, playing against each other at the same time, which was always great matchups to watch looking back upon, I should say, I never got to see any live, very unfortunate Celtics glory years. Yeah, right. Hate to see it. Regardless of the fact, you can say Tracy. You got your own little big three. Yeah, yeah, we got our big three, and well, only one one championship, unfortunately. But we're not going to talk about that today. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, when we get back to this specific matchup, there is definitely going to be one area that Tracy has advantage, and Adam did key on that athleticism, right? Tracy is definitely more athletic than Larry Bird was. What I will say though is Larry Bird was also still, even with his limitations athletically, a very good defender. He made second team all NBA, uh, all NBA defensively one year during an MVP season. Was it that year? It was not that year. It was two years before. It was two years before. So again, was he at that level that year? No. Still a very good Just defender. That was yeah. I appreciate you keeping me honest. I could be saying whatever I want because you're not fact checking <laughs> me. It's okay. Unfortunately, with a player as good as Larry Bird, I don't I'm need not, to bullshit no. very much. This is all the honor system on this podcast. I don't need to bullshit with Larry Bird. Maybe No, I'm not going to ever right, talk shit right, on Larry fair. Bird. So how is this matchup going to play out? Larry Bird is going to be able to get wherever he needs to. Tracy McGrady was not a good defender. I understand you said he had two blocks. So it was largely athleticism at the, at the beginning of his career, not four years later, right, when we're talking about for Orlando. 23-24. There's many, many what? He's there's many years old. different videos that you can go back at and look from that period of time where people on his own team were criticizing his defense. You can go back and look it up. You can take the time to do it. Okay. Trace McGrady was a solid defender. Nothing special at all. He could not handle Larry Bird. Could not handle it. Larry Bird had the dribble. He could he could shake and bake. 
He could go either direction with either hand. He has IQs. He's going to be doing ball fakes. Tracy's going to be jumping for the ball, and he's going to get layups. He's going to take step-back jumpers. He had a great step-back for his time. Again, not a lot of people were utilizing moves like that when he when he was doing it. Larry Bird was very creative in the mid-post. He's a knockdown shooter. He's going to get some three-pointers in this game. As a matter of fact, he could probably take four or five of them, four or five makes in this matchup alone. I, I see him being a big component of it. Again, Tracy's going to be more athletic, but Larry Bird's a good positional defender. He's going to wall him off sometimes. Not every time. Absolutely not. Go ahead. I can see you want to you rebut. Go ahead. Yo, also, I wanted to, forgot to make the point. If my opponent told me they were going to do something, you think I'd believe them? Like, why would I ever believe them for saying that they want to, like, do a move especially if liar bird's so you're trying to start to get doing head. some like, some second derivative thinking and then he does it and splashes it in your face you know how demoralized you're gonna get when he starts doing that to you Whew. when trace mcgrady is the only good player on the team he doesn't have to tell other people what he's gonna do because they all know what he's gonna do he's gonna score the ball and they can't stop it you don't have to tell them that's the game plan is give the ball understand. to tracy he scored 50 points that season and at the same he's point. playing with four hall of, hall of famers now he's playing on a bad team when did I say he's playing on a bad team? I don't. I think that point didn't come through clear. Oh, I thought you said he's the only good player on the team. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, okay, what I'm saying is, Tracy McGrady doesn't have to say what he's doing. I'm comparing it because Larry Bird said he's, what he's going to do, right? Tracy McGrady oh, doesn't have exactly. to say what he's going to do because they already know what he's going to do, is what I'm trying to say. They already know Tracy's getting the ball. They already know it's on him. And he still won four. Let's be honest here. In a game of one-on-one, it doesn't really matter because you're going to be st- like stuck on that guy like wet on rice anyway. So, so how, I th- how I see it going, Larry Bird will probably have to start out with the ball. I can see that. I'll be an honest guy here. They'll start out with the ball. He'll hit a shot and start trash talking, and Tracy's not going to fuck with that. And I think that's what ignites it. I think if Larry Bird played it cool, then I don't think that ignites Tracy as much. But because Liar Bird is known for his shit talking, that ignites a competitive side in Tracy. And I think the last point, I, I forgot to give a score. Uh, my score would be 21 to 19, probably. These are going to win by two. Um, it'll be close. But I think the last point is just Tracy pulling up in Liar Bird's face. It's going to be like a tie game, and T Mac's not going to let it try to like simmer over. And with that, infamous big ass jump for his jump shot he'll have a good time shooting right over him (laughs) (laughs) i wish you guys could see austin's face (laughs) austin what's your score my my score is like 21 to 14 again tracy is a is an exceptional offensive player he really is but we're talking about from bird from a shooting perspective he's two tiers above tracy in in his ability to knock down shots right when we're talking about Defense. Whoa, Tracy whoa, whoa, whoa. Has, two tiers. Two tiers. Two, we're talking. We're talking two about it. Crazy. We're talking about a top five shooter all time in the NBA versus someone who has a career three point percentage of thirty three percent. He never shot higher than this I'm one season. We're talking about thirty eight percent shooter. Tracy McGrady. Pete Tracy McGrady is nowhere near yeah, a top five shooter of all time. Nowhere near it. If you I, think of the top fifty shooters of all time, pure uh, shooters. For his you're time. Put Tracy for his time. For his in time. the top fifty. Pure shooter, okay. Pure shooter, no. But I don't know if I put pure shooter library top five. If we're going pure pure shooter, I'm talking well, about you should. Shooter. But like, you should. We're talking about like you can bring in like Jason Capono and like you just can, off percentages. Oh off percentages. You're gonna put Jason Capono over Larry Bird. We're talking. Oh, what we're are talking we doing about, here tonight? No. What is tonight? Just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks? 
That's what it sure as hell feels like. I'm just hearing a bunch of ridiculous crap coming out. <laughs> I'm talking about percentage-wise off the amount of attempts. If you want to look at purely off statistics. I'm no Jason Caporto is throwing near labor. Let's not make me so out to get be him some the hell out of this conversation, idiot. then please get him out. <laughs> the bouncer's here. Get Capona out Steph of here. Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry. Clay Thompson. Uh okay. There you go. There's better shooters. Anyway. Right. You're so no, disgusted with it. I just I yeah. just can't because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm disgusted with this one. Yeah. What um Laura, you got any questions for us, man? Yeah, so what uh I don't remember, or I guess I never knew, what uh injuries had T Mac suffered at this point? Has, was this like kind of still early before the injuries? Yeah, or? this was early before the injuries. Like his he chronic had some injury, soft right. tissue so injuries. Athleticism was still yeah, he was very athletic at this point, yes. His second year was the only year. Yeah, his second year was his only year that he had like an uh, injury. That year he played seventy five games at eighty two, so he was healthy. Okay. And Austin, I saw you shaking your head when he chose uh, this year. Was there any particular reason, or were you just shaking your head as, as his entire? No, argument? no. This, this to me, like this was not from a pure statistical standpoint. When I look back at Tracy's career, yes, this was his best pure statistical year. Again, it's like I'm a top a, three PER year ever too. Top year, like ever. Like what's one of the greatest statistical seasons ever? Uh, maybe not. Uh, maybe it's top five now. But again, personally, I would take I would take the season where the Rockets won twenty six games in a row. That was peak T Mac to me. Watching him score ten points 04, in third, ten points in I think it was oh six oh seven. But scoring th- ten points in thirty seconds, knocking down shots. Going left or right, like to me, that was when he was at his best. From a period, like the numbers are not going to be as good. There's no no question about that. He was on because a lot he better had team, a better then. team around him. But he he was opinion. the reason. He he got to another. He sharpened his moves. He was still you know he's still more reliant on athleticism. I didn't see necessarily quite as many counters at that point in time. I would say. Uh, in his career. Again, it was a great season. I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock it, but to compare it to a peak Jordan season is ridiculous. He didn't even come in the top three of the MVP voting that year. And yes, it's a stack class. That's fine. Again, to me, it's just that is more of what I was shaking my head at. I also picked that year just because I think the hand check rule opened up a lot for offense and that's just proven to be a thing so when you're scoring he scored 50 points in the slowest era uh, but there's no hand yeah, yeah but i don't understand that either right because are we saying that's a positive or a negative I'm here scared. you're saying because what are we playing with one-on-one then no I'm, I'm saying he can take physical contact and still score it's not like he was getting hammered on defense and they weren't calling it as as much as they call it today and he's still scoring 32 plus points a game yeah and that's he's taking 24 shots that's a lot of point. shots he shot 45%. That's solid, but it's not great. They they were above 500. They made it to the playoffs. It was, it was literally winning basketball. Larry Bird was taking 22 shots. Yeah, and he was much more efficient with those shots, <laughs> even without <laughs> oh, three-pointers. He was much more efficient, even without taking the volume of three. Four, That's a huge number. Forty, <laughs> 2% effective field goal percentage more. I mean... And he took only 2.43s a game versus Tracy taking 6.7, if I remember correctly. Did I remember that correctly? That's three times as many volume on three-pointers, right? If we're comparing across generations, if we're comparing across generations, right, if Larry Bird's taking that same volume of shots, 
we're going to be looking at very comparable offensive numbers here across the board. And Larry Bird's going to be much more efficient. When you talk about the skill level from a shooting perspective, right? Larry Bird was a lot better shooter than Tracy McGrady was. He was a lot better at getting to his spots and taking that, right? McGrady had had moves. Birds were simply just better. But the athleticism, bro, he's just going to blow by Bird. Like, Bird wasn't guarding anybody of Tracy's caliber back then. And when you try to guard Jordan, he got fucking He guarded smoked. Dominique Wilkins. There was nobody he like Tracy He guarded Dominique Wilkins from time to time. And yes, the Celtics not, were not... Nowhere near the shooter. Nowhere near the shooter. That That's okay, but he's near the athlete. And that was nowhere the point you were the making. shooting threat. <laughs> you were making an athlete point. So but I'm saying, like, point. when you combine... Fair. Fair, but when you combine the athleticism with the shooting threat, like you can't, it's a lot easier to play sag off and deal with the athleticism as opposed to having to take to the three point line and deal with the athleticism, is what I'm saying. Like you can deal with the athleticism when you know Dominique is driving the hoop. I'm not going to sit here and say that Bird is anywhere near the level of athleticism that McGrady is, but what I am going to say is that he was a better defender. He was always in the right position, right? When it comes to Larry, his defensive IQ, his offensive IQ, the man was always in the right spots. That's how he always got his shots open. He got people off balance. People would literally fall when he was taking passes or pivoting, things like this. He had a unique skill to be able to get people not on their athleticism. They would move off their athleticism because they would be tricked or on deep from a defensive perspective he would be in the right spot even if mcgrady is more athletic to him he's not going to get by him every single time that's not going to happen i'm glad you brought up wilkins because he is is as just athletic as mcgrady with less of a shot he dropped 47 on bird he didn't classic okay again he didn't he didn't guard wilkins the entire time that's that's he wasn't the primary matchup i said he did guard wilkins from time to time is what i said The clip I saw, and again, this isn't all of them. The clip I saw, he blocked the crap out of Wilkins and stayed in front of him. Now, I'm sure there was other moments in the game that I watched. I watched the entirety of the 60-point game. Bird did not guard him for the majority of the game. They didn't play the same position. So I was trying to use one example. Maybe I wasn't as clear in that as I should have been. I apologize. But I think it's a good comp. I think it's a good, like, to show the athleticism that it's capable of getting past Bird. And Wilkins didn't shoot nearly as well as T-Mac. So that's why I also harped on it, because I think that's a good comp. So I think I've come to my decision. Um, And it comes down to a couple of factors. When we're dealing with these all-time scorers, right, guys that just can really get whatever shot they want, T-Mac, Larry Bird, they're both come from the same cloth. They can do whatever they want. It really comes down to defense. I think defense is going to be really important in this matchup. I don't have a lot of confidence in the guy named The Big Sleep, to have a strong defensive performance. But, he's a lazy eye. Um, I'm sure he can keep up a little bit with his athleticism. <laughs> lazy uh, eye. That's Larry why he's Bird. called Big Sleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucked up, man. I think I've seen a little more of Larry Bird than I have of T-Mac, and I've seen uh, he could hold his own a little bit on def- defense, but he like, like you said, he suffers from lack of athleticism compared to these guys. I think Larry gets the slight edge there. Another factor that I take into account is the something that I always harp on. It's one of my favorite things about some of the, my favorite basketball players is, you know, just the heart, competitive fire. And I think both of them have it. But I think, like even you mentioned, Adam, Larry Bird has a chip on his shoulder. I think the these games that Austin was talking about where he uses left hand just to make things more difficult and would talk smack <laughs> to the other teams. It's just it's the kind of fire that I like to see in a player, and I think that comes out even more in a one-on-one match. So I honestly I think it's going to be Larry Bird taking this one. 
I know Obviously. you're disappointed. I know it sounds like bias, but I actually, I really, I think Larry Bird. Never trusted and a Celtics fan to judge this without bias. Dude, Larry Bird is an all-time great, dude. <laughs> I mean, T Mac is T Mac is really good, but I don't know. It, you just didn't convince me, especially like T Mac just does not have the defense, and Larry Bird is unstoppable. I um, I think he does have the is. defense and the wingspan. But I think you just love to – you had the receipts out for me losing twice last week, so I, I think you just got your hands together to let me lose another Yeah, I'm just time. trying to keep the streak going. No, I, I honestly think Larry Bird takes it. But um, What's the score? I think you made a an okay argument for T-Mac. I just don't see how Bird matches up his athleticism at all. But that's just me. What's the score? I liked what Austin said, 21-16, like, 21-17. That makes sense to me. He said twenty-one fourteen. It was more disrespectful than that. I did not say fourteen. I oh. said fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I I gave him I gave T Mac another two there. So, well, I think you both are fools, <laughs> and I think I think you've been eating too much fluff and nutter. Take this L gracefully. <laughs> nah, nah. It's just it's just basically Kobe versus Bird kind of thing. But anyway, I'll take this L gracefully like I always take these L's gracefully. <laughs> and so that's the first matchup. Tracy loses to Larry Bird in a not-so-close one, but that's what they called it. And now we'll be on to our second matchup. It is kind of appropriate. We talked about Space Jam 2 earlier and just the beloved characters from in all of our hearts. We're going to go Bugs Bunny against Mickey Mouse. I love both of these Disney and Looney Tunes. I literally had a Looney Tunes frame picture on my wall for it's still up there, I think, actually, at my parents' house. But uh, Austin will be arguing Bugs Bunny. Laura will be arguing for the squeaker. Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Yes, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. And Lo, you will be going second. Austin, you will be going first since you went second on the last one. All right, Lo, keep me honest here with the measurements to to start us off because I'm not going to lie, I laughed a little bit when I saw my Mickey Mouse <laughs> reading. <laughs> is he re- is he really two foot three? Oh, he sure is. <laughs> just just before oh, we go man. further, are we he, sure he's going to be able to reach the basket? I think he's two foot three without shoes <laughs> so give him a couple okay, more okay, okay okay we'll give him some platforms <laughs> all right so Mickey's and, and two it's only foot... to the top of his head it's not to his ears oh okay fair point fair point <laughs> so mickey's two foot three because you know he's uh... gonna be blocking some of those shots with his ears dude. <laughs> so i had uh bugs uh getting measured at three foot five so we have quite the matchup of shorties this week you know Two of them were iconic. Yeah, yeah but uh, you still got a foot on. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the more iconic farm animals in, in history. Bugs Bunny, you know, started off as a classic wartime hero. And I watched a lot of Looney Tunes growing up. And I have to say, trying to put bugs on the basketball court, I never realized the amount of uh, translatable skills he has. Bugs is is pretty amazing. He, he might even be into the OP category. So again, if judge, keep me honest. If the, if it's too much at any point, you let me know. Okay. I'm okay. Here. Okay. I just want to make You're sure. You're not the judge, Laura. You don't. You ain't keeping nobody honest. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep him honest too. <laughs> <laughs> 
So let's start off my my argument. We'll go with similar similar vein to Larry Bird, the basketball IQ. Bugs Bunny, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, is an effing genius. And I'm not just saying a genius. He has an IQ of 207. I didn't even know it went that high. So we're talking about one of the, the smartest I, animals. Honest, what, what is the highest you can get? Um, I, so I did a little bit of research after this. It, depending on the test, it looks like it can go up to about 400. But I don't think anybody really gets that. And what is what Wait, is a genius considered? What did you have as but, uh, his IQ? 207. 140 is a genius and he's 204? 207? God damn. Yo, can I get, it's a, can it's I a, get lot a, a source handle. for this? Uh, you, you can Google it. Yes. Yeah, what is your source? Because I, I found an article that says that he ranges between ninety and one forty. I don't know how there's all this. All this he data says on it, he actually says in, he says in an episode he has uh, two hundred and seven IQ. Dude, you Bugs Bunny said it's like Donald Trump saying he has a high IQ. <laughs> how dare you challenge the integrity of a great American hero, Bugs Bunny? Wow. <laughs> Yo, okay. Uh, well, I I've moved to strike that from the from the the record books, please. He does not have an IQ of 207. <laughs> yeah, uh, quick Google search says it's 90 to as high as 140. So he could be a genius. No, or he could be no, no. You got you got to go with the with the man himself. The bu- the bugs himself, the bunny. So, regardless of the fact uh, he is a master manipulator. He can get people to do things they wouldn't normally. He's great with messing at people. You know, his his old time favorite was the unexpected kiss. You know, so I think Mickey might be dribbling the ball, a little smooch, catch him off guard, maybe get a steal or two when he least expect it. He can get dude, right up in about, someone's I'm not face. Condoning sexual Mickey's assault all, on the basketball. Mickey's court. all about affection, dude. You <laughs> would love it. You'd embrace it. <laughs> I'm not, uh, uh, if it's consenting, it's cool. But if not, that's sexual assault. We're not cool with that. <laughs> Just kissing on the basketball court. <laughs> so he, he essentially though he's he he gets right up in people's faces. Doesn't touch them just to mess with them. I mean, I'm not sure Mickey can handle it. I don't think he has the temperament for it. He, he could crumble under under the pressure. So, what gives you that impression? Why wouldn't Mickey be able to handle that? Just being a lifelong Disney fan, Mickey never really had. <laughs> you know? Do you know how much adversity Mickey has gone through? <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that too. We'll get to that too. <laughs> So, all right, moving past the, the knowledge, right? I think that directly translates. Uh, Bugs is super fast, right? He can dodge and reflect Marvin the Martian's lasers, right? And those lasers come from Mars to the Earth in less than a second. That's pretty fast. He also has had a gun to the back of his head from Mr. Elmer Fudd and has dodged the bullets. Also pretty fast. In the case he does get caught, he has the ability to regenerate. Man, another guy that can dodge bullets point blank. I, you know, I, I actually there was there was a lot of common um, characteristics uh, between Deadpool and Bugs Bunny, and it made me think. I think the founder of uh, Deadpool <laughs> was a big Looney Tunes fan when I was reading through all of them and watching my Looney Tunes to, to get this info. It was it was a little uncanny. Bugs was an inspiration. A, yeah, I think it, I think he might have been. So Bugs is super fast. He's also super strong. He can move the sun. The sun's pretty freaking heavy, and Bugs Bunny can move the sun. So, again, we have a lot of punch in this three-foot-five little bunny guy we got going on here. How did he move the sun? How did he do that? 
he casually moved it. It wasn't even he just moved it. He casually moved it. He just literally just just pushed it a little bit and it moved. Did he he go into space? Oh, yes. All the time. Marvin the Martian. How is he in space? He just goes into space. He can go into space. space? He has special spatial abilities. He can go (laughs) throughout the galaxy. It's pretty incredible, right? Also, this had me thinking before I get to the basketball part. Bugs Bunny is kind of a one-on-one specialist. You know, whenever you see his fights, it's him versus Elmer Fudd. It's him versus Yosemite Sam. It's him versus the Doc. It's him versus Daffy Duck, right? It's all these one-on-one battles. And Bugs always comes out ahead. He's a specialist. This is his format, right? Like, I don't know what's more Bugs Bunny than one-on-one. Now, the other thing you have to remember about Bugs Bunny, too, is he is aware that, much like Deadpool was, he is aware of what's happening outside of his little episode here. So he's going to be knowing he's playing a one-on-one basketball game. And again, I don't think he's going to have to use this, but if he needed to, Bugs has the ability to change the script and change the ending if it's not going his way. So that's like the ultimate trump card. I personally don't think that's fair, but we'll wait for a judge's ruling later if we yeah, need the, it. If the we judge need will... Judge, I'm going to ask for I'll, a stay I'll on that ruling until later. I'll cut the suspense now. <laughs> I'll cut the suspense. It's, it's not allowed. <laughs> Thank you, Judge. All right. <laughs> I write this script, motherfucker. <laughs> Ain't nobody writing the script with me, Bugs. See, that's what she wants you to think. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, okay, okay. So let's get to Bugs on the court. And we do have a little bit of examples here. Space Jam, right? So... What I want to make clear is, you know, just like Larry Bird was playing on an all-time great team, Bugs Bunny was also playing on an excellent basketball team. He had the best basketball player of all time on that team, Michael Jordan. He also had, from what I've seen, the best cartoon basketball player of all time, Lola Bunny. So he decided to play a more supporting role for this team. He passed the ball. He had no turnovers in the game, even when he got crushed very important. And he was also one of only four players to play the entirety of the Space Jam final game. So he's durable. That's extremely important here. He's strong. Who are the other three? The other three. three? Lola Bunny, Michael Jordan, and I'm questioning the last one now. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Wiley Coyote. He got injured. It wasn't Daffy Duck. It wasn't Daffy Duck. I don't... don't, Was it Taz? It might have been Taz, but I really, I honestly don't remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just get rid of all that. It doesn't matter. My memory isn't that good. I watched the scene like three days ago. I don't remember. <laughs> it was 16 minutes long. It was a little bit hard to keep track of it all. Regardless of the fact, he's a good passer. He doesn't turn the ball over. He didn't score the entirety of the game. And again, it's because he was deferring. He was in love with Lola. He wanted to make sure her star shined. Didn't want to take anything away from her. She had a very good case for MVP even though Michael made the game-winning shot. We're talking about two exceptionally talented scorers. Why would Bugs need to take shots? It's just like Draymond Green. He'll stand at that three-point arc, be wide open. He doesn't need to shoot because he has Stephen Clay out there. He defers, right? And one-on-one, he's not going to. He's going to be able to score. He's very skilled. He can dribble the ball. That's very evident within, within the, the scenes. He has a good right hand. He can even cross over to his left, make the corner pass if he needs to. All his skills are there. For our player comp, We're going a little bit of a deep cut here. If you haven't watched the NBA for a long time, Andre Miller. Strong, durable, big booty player. He can pass the ball, as you saw. 
Andre Miller's famous for not missing games. Bugs is going to be out there. He's going to be durable. Again, from a speed perspective, probably not the best comp. It's tough to find every single thing, but from the strength perspective, Bugs is going to be able to move Mickey. We got clear strength gap here, big size difference. Andre Miller was very good at backing people down, getting all the way to where he needed to go, scoop layup, pass the ball out if he had to. We're not going to do that in one-on-one, but we'll at least make some shots here. Okay. Um, how is passing going to help you on a one-on-one game? Can you explain that to me? And for the viewers, please. <laughs> the threat, right? I, I also was wondering that. So so one of the things that we could do, and again, Andre Miller was very famous for his bounce passes. Bugs can dribble, bounce pass, run around, and get it on the other side. He could pass to himself through the dribble. We're doing some street ball shit. Okay. <laughs> I think Bugs' skill set plays well into that. So way to try to dislodge me. I think I got creative the skill set there. Is, the skill set is deferring. <laughs> <laughs> well, his skill set in space jam was you, deferring. Adam. That doesn't bode well for his basketball prowess. <laughs> there was a lot of talk of a passing. I will admit that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, are you done, Austin? Are we done with going over Bugs Bunny's get into basketball it, assets? I yeah, I think I think I'm done for right now. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'll All save right. my stamina argument uh, for later. Okay. <laughs> So, okay, so I went with Mickey Mouse, also known as the Squeaker. He's coming in, as we mentioned before, at a resounding two foot three, sixty-eight point fifty-eight centimeters for our people. He's not using uh, the American, <laughs> what's it called? American our metric, metric, shout out metric users. Yeah, shout out metric. Uh, his weight is 23 pounds, 10 kilograms. Um, I don't know what Bugs Bunny's <laughs> 23 pounds? Yeah. They, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think they've. They were doing something with the number twenty three. Whoever created Mickey, because he's two foot three and twenty three pounds. Okay, and how tall is Bugs? Three foot five. And what is his weight? Let me let me get that for you. I don't remember. <laughs> it's not going to matter. He can move the sun. <laughs> All right. So let's first start with uh, Mickey's experience. Right. Bugs Bunny's not the only person or the only character in this one on one that has played with top notch NBA players. Mickey Mouse has played with Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic and Dwight Howard. There's <laughs> plenty of commercials <laughs> advertising for Disney with Mickey Mouse playing with these two guys. He also trained, not trained with, by the way, actually coached the Lob City Clippers as an assistant coach and another advertisement for, <laughs> oh, for Disney, but over in L.A., he played with CP3. CP3 taught him how to spin a ball on his finger. He played with DJ. Paul Pierce was quoted saying, Mickey's ball handling skills are incredible. And uh, <laughs> and Wesley Johnson said, Mickey is a basketball genius. Who said that oh, about what? Bugs? Only Bugs said that about Bugs. It means a lot coming from Wesley Johnson. Dude, Wesley Johnson. <laughs> yeah, the man that got his soul snatched by James Harden. Dude, Wesley Johnson, he... <laughs> He was a genius at playing his role, <laughs> scoring like 10 points a game. Biggest disappointment of a number three pick all time? Uh, well, I will I say that for another it, podcast. Up there. That's yeah. a maybe. <laughs> That's a whole other 45-minute podcast, guys. <laughs> so he has impeccable footwork. Uh, there's videos of him dancing, doing splits, doing the moonwalk. Michael Jackson-esque, some would say. I would say, at least. Um, <laughs> and incredible flexibility. Like I said, doing splits on the dance floor. He also, you can find him in a lot of uh, video games. 
So one of my favorite video games growing up was the Kingdom Hearts series. And he was super acrobatic, could jump super high. I don't have measurements for you, but just watch the clip. <laughs> uh, he, which would make him an incredible shot blocker. He could shoot magic very accurately. So I'd imagine he's just as accurate with a basketball. Uh, with like, shooting orbs <laughs> of magic, basketball, it's around the same same thing the, within the same realm. Uh, he orbs also played, are circular shape. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he played in uh, Disney Sports Basketball, which uh, was a video game as well. Incredible shot blocker. I actually watched the, like a 20-minute video of him versus Minnie. And I kid you not, I think I've watched three minutes straight of him stuffing Minnie <laughs> over and over and over <laughs> and sending the ball out of bounds. She would inbounds it, try to shoot it, stuff it again. <laughs> Which also shows that he doesn't hold back. Um, Bugs was out there deferring to Lola, passing the ball, and Mickey held nothing back against his, his girl. He destroyed her every chance he got. He dunked on her. It wasn't even close. It wasn't a close matchup. It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty scary to watch. I How do you know Mickey Minnie wasn't taking it easy on him? Dude, you should have seen Minnie. You don't know Minnie. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't know Minnie like I do. <laughs> <laughs> you you need to watch this video, dude. She she was she was going for it. She was trying to dunk on him, and he would. He was also. I think he was goaltending a little bit, but we'll. <laughs> we'll <not go> with <laughs> Mickey also knows magic. I'm I'm submitting to the uh, to the judge here. Can Mickey use magic? Because <laughs> he depends knows magic. On the magic honestly, he, he's got magic on... like stops that he can stop time. He's got the arrow, which creates an orb of wind around him, so he can deflect things off of him. He can deflect bunny off of him or bugs, <laughs> as people like to call. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm intrigued by this deflecting thing because I feel like maybe if it's like create a, a space or something like that, but like I don't know, stop time is is a bit much. Yeah. Well. All right. I guess that's that's a, that's your call. <laughs> um. <laughs> that stop time feels like writing the script. It just feels like <laughs> OP. You're gonna you're just gonna freeze Bugs Bunny and just score and then steal it and score. You know. That's fair. I mean, I would think Bugs would try to pull something out of his sleeve for, for that exact occasion but i guess he's not he doesn't have the iq we all thought he did um anyways uh mickey has the intangibles he's not afraid of anything there was a clip of him playing football with his boys he's playing with donald he's playing with goofy they're having a grand old time and pete comes in with his boys straight out of prison they were i think they were wearing shackles still and uh, a, ma- a massive like gargoyle looking dude. I wouldn't have played it. It looked like someone from the Monstars. And they asked to play football with him. He was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And he was getting crushed until the very last possession. He put the team on his back, drove through everybody, won the game. He also takes on all kinds of villains in these video games. Like uh, he's fought against Disney characters. He's fought against Final Fantasy characters. And he's fought against the Kingdom Hearts enemies, like the Heartless, with his Keyblade. So, uh, which brings me to my next play- point. He has this key- Keyblade. Do you know why? He unlocks hearts with it. He has... He what? Unlocks hearts. He unlocks hearts with it. Okay. Okay. I never played Kingdom Hearts. One of my bigger regrets. The hearts of enemies and the hearts of the worlds that he tries to save. And what happens when I, you unlock a heart? Uh, well, he's... It's filled with love, Adam. 
Yeah, it's, it saves the world. Okay. It drives away the heartless. Let's not get into the technicalities here. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to know. But Mickey himself has heart. In one of the games, he literally becomes the king of hearts when he's fighting, I forget who, but um, that can only mean that he has a ton of heart, right? The main point is he's the king of hearts, and I don't know if anyone else will have more heart than him on a basketball court. My player comp, I selected this five minutes before this podcast because I had almost forgotten, and I chose a famous Celtics player, D. Brown. Deep cut. The reason is he's the... Shortest player in NBA history to be called for goaltending at six one, and oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> he also won a dunk contest. Yeah, he's a high flying six yeah. one guy, dude. He the, the, that's what I think Mickey's gonna do. Mickey can shoot, he can do it all, but he's gonna be going in and dunking, uh, stuffing Bugs Bunny, and he's also gonna be goaltending the shit out of Bugs Bunny and occasionally blocking him too. And uh, yeah, he was super athletic. I mean, he wasn't. Let's not play ourselves. He wasn't a great player, but no, <laughs> neither is Mickey or Bugs Bunny. They're going to be pretty average. But I think Mickey's going to take it. He has more heart. He has the magic, and he has the, uh, the footwork, the love, <laughs> <laughs> the heart. <laughs> um, I think so. The score here is going to be. I think it's going to be twenty-one. Uh, 21 to 13. I don't think it's going to be too close. I don't think Bugs really has it in him. Bugs also got destroyed by Lola in their one-on-one match. You told me that one-on-one is, is his format. Lola did circles around him, spun him up into knots, and dunked on his ass. So I wouldn't really be saying that one-on-one is his, his, uh, his format. See, unfortunately, I don't think Mickey's kingdom of hearts will have much effect on Bugs because his heart is already filled with love for Lola. He doesn't need any more. And his judgment and basketball skills were very clearly masked by love in that game. Bugs is going to be distracted on the court. By whom? Mickey don't care about Minnie while he's on the court. He's all business. Well, Lola's not going to be there. She's not invited. He knows to take this seriously. Dude, Mickey will invite I, I don't know. Did you get a, give a score, Austin? I, don't I didn't. Giving a score. I didn't. I was holding one point back. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Bugs has incredible stamina as well. I, I didn't want to say all of it at once because it just seemed like too much. But <laughs> as evidence, Bugs once built an entire city in less than 10 seconds and wasn't even tired after he was done. <laughs> Again, just he's fast. He has stamina. He has strength. Yeah, what, what is stamina going to do? can't do anything else. Well, he's going to run so quick out of the gates that this is going to be 21 to 2. That's what it's going to do. 21 to 2, you think? I got to be honest. The, Dude, he, the he Kingdom Hearts, Bugs is, Bugs is already, his heart's already filled. I just I just don't see what Mickey's going to be able to do out there. I heard shot blocking. He didn't I didn't hear anything in besides the that. He was the third best player on a title team. Okay. <laughs> wild. This is wild. <laughs> I have a few questions. I definitely have All a few right, questions. Austin, awesome. this is you. Can Bugs shoot? Because I think... Andre Miller couldn't really shoot. So can Bugs shoot? No. He's going to be moving Mickey's little tiny butt out of the way. <laughs> he has super strength. He's going to use his 45-pound his frame to back down Mickey's 23-foot frame. He's going to make his little scoop layup over the top. Frame. He has 22 pounds on him. 
He's a hundred percent heavier. Twenty three pounds doesn't include his heart. He has a foot on him. He's gonna be able to take whatever <laughs> shot he needs to once he gets down there. That twenty three pounds yeah. doesn't account for his heart. It's not unlocked yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and <laughs> is there any trash talking going on? Not at all. Not from Mickey. What's, what's, what's the trash talking? Because I. Th- Mickey's such a good guy. He wouldn't he wouldn't dare. I mean, yeah, like Bugs is a master like manipulator. Like he literally just messes with people. Like I said before, he'll literally get like this far like where's my camera? This far away from Mickey's face just to mess with him. He won't touch him. He'll be in his face saying all this stuff. He's going to be talking crap about Minnie probably. Whatever will get to Mickey's head, he's going to try. We saw we've seen Bugs Bunny play basketball we didn't we didn't see any of this where do we see any of this trash talking against the monsters that's a good point well what makes you think that he's gonna be like that because bugs can choose who he wants to be he's a very versatile character and he knows when it's one-on-one he can do whatever he wants mickey's not gonna smash him to smithereens like the monsters could it's not it's not marvin the martian with a laser trying to disintegrate him it's not elmer fudd trying to shoot him right Bugs can choose who he wants to be. It's why he's one of the most versatile and Amer- strongest American heroes we have in this country. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, for the American uh, hero angle, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Patriotic. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Lauro for uh, for Mickey. How do you how do you account for this like foot height difference? Because that's that's tough. Like the height and weight is kind of tough to overcome. Like, how do you think Mickey's it's, handling? It's that? the leap. All you have to do is get up to the basket, uh, up to the basket, right, up to the rim. Other than that, you don't have to get any higher than that. And we all know he can do it. Okay. I haven't seen Bugs do it. I didn't see Bugs in all the tape that I've watched of Bugs. I did not see him get up to the rim. So, I mean, the man, trash. the man can get to the moon on his own accord. I think he can get to the rim. I should say. Yeah, but the he has bunny. a Martian helping him. No, he does not. He's enemies with the Martian. <laughs> not on Space Jam. They were on teams. Oh, he was the ref, though. I'm sorry. He's the ref. He was on uh, the evil guy who brought all of the team together. He was the one that did it. That stole. That led the steal of the NBA players. Marvin is not not on the hero side. <laughs> I think Marvin's just really confused as his place yeah. in space. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? He, he was too trusting. I think Marvin's too trusting. He got burned one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one is tough, man. I honestly, I have usually when I judge, like I have a kind of an indicator, and then it goes either way. This one, I had no idea, really, no idea who would win. And your arguments were really both very good. Austin's points about the physical feats of bugs is nuts. Like pushing the sun and building a city in 10 seconds that's that's like superman kind of thing but it's also like i have to come back to reality when i watch and i remember space jam and he wasn't really doing as much as as the other cartoons were and i guess it's kind of hard to pick a prime or is there like a certain (laughs) I, i guess i should ask that are there primes for your characters or we just go on generic all around character I mean, they're they don't degrade like so. No, I'm choosing current Mickey, <laughs> <laughs> including all 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 of his history. <laughs> and is that what you're going for, Austin? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go 
go with the the whole history also. I don't think, I, again, for Space Jam, I don't think that's representative as Bugs as the lead man. He clearly knew he needed to defer for that team to win. <laughs> that's that's a fair point. So unfortunately, the only tape we got of him playing ball. That's true. I do think the height and weight difference is significant. It's really hard to ignore that. At the same time, Again, Bugs didn't get up, and I've I watched a little bit of the clips of I didn't even know that there was a Disney video game of basketball. There's so many basketball video games as a kid that I would have fucking flourished at, and I didn't know I, they existed. Yeah, I didn't know. So, about yeah, so uh, NBA Street. Yeah, NBA Street was like the goat, and then Real NBA Live. But I was gonna say NBA Jam was the goat. Oh, NBA Jam. Yeah, I never had. I never really played NBA Jam okay, unless fair, it was in the arcade. Yeah, but that's why I liked it so much. It felt special. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I did watch a little bit of the clips of that video game that Laura was talking about. And Mickey got up. Like, he mm-hmm. he really got up there. And mm-hmm. and I think that athleticism can't be understated either. Mm-hmm. In my in, okay, so I think I think my heart is telling me one thing, and my gut is, <laughs> and my head my, my brain is telling me one thing, my heart is telling me another, and I'm gonna go with my heart. I got to give it to Mickey, man. I just think that the hops, the fact that he can shoot the ball, Bugs can't shoot the ball, which I think is, is I think he will be able to bully him a bit on the post, but the fact that he can get up and Bugs really can't, I understand the, the superhuman ability, but I think in space with Marvin the Martian is probably helping him out a bit. I do think that he does have something. Mickey has that magic, man. He has that magical, like something about him that like the Disney magic that he's imbued with. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love bugs bunny more as a character than Mickey mouse. And I, I will ride for Looney tunes to the day I die. And I, I always think back to the um, South park episode of Mickey mouse and how fucking mean and, and selfish he is. And the fact also that he was blocking the shit out of Minnie so many times shows a little bit of ruthlessness to me. Mm-hmm. And he loved Minnie. He, we all know he loves Minnie, but he was just, he was wrecking yeah, her like he, that. That's that's keeps that love off the court. Yeah, exactly. It's just all business with Mickey. That's what I feel like. That's what I feel like. It's all business with Mickey. Mm-hmm. And and Bugs has fun. He wants to play his games, and I think that'll backfire a little bit because Mickey is about his business. I think the score is like twenty-one to sixteen. I would go because Bugs will be able to back him down a bit. He's going to have the height and weight advantage, but I think that magic and those crazy hops and the fact that he can shoot the ball, I just got to give a bit of an edge to Mickey. You you made an excellent decision, Adam. I think um, <laughs> you've, you've made me proud. I really, I was scared that this was going to be another Mario crash bandicoot fiasco, but you, you done well. You're, you're a good judge. <laughs> no, it's my. I, like I said, my brain's telling me bugs just because of the the height and the the weight. It's just like David Ritz Goliath in that way. But my heart, man, it's just it's hard to beat Mickey with yeah, the Disney one movie. and David Ritz Goliath. There you go, David. Yeah, my yeah. boy David. <laughs> Mickey and David are cut from the same cloth. <laughs> I would love to see an updated Mickey storyline other than Fantasia. What's something we've gotten in the last 30 years. It feels like for being the preeminent Disney character, it's been a long time since we've gotten some. new No, he, he stepped away from the the camera. He's an executive now. That's like his role. He's not a, he's not an actor. He man he manages talent. He runs a studio. And kingdom hearts really took a lot out of him. He had, he had to save a lot of worlds and lock a lot of hearts. You don't know what that does to the guy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, he got whore. A lot of whore. The consumer has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, all right. That uh that wraps it up. We're gonna go. First matchup was uh against Larry Bird against Tracy McGrady. We called it Larry Bird's game. Second matchup was Bugs Bunny against Mickey Mouse. We're calling it Mickey's game, but we'd love to hear what you guys think. We do have an Instagram that we post on mono underscore y underscore mono underscore podcast and at mono e mono two the number two on Twitter. We just want to hear. Do you guys agree with us? Are we talking bullshit? Uh, just let us know. Well, and uh, know bullshit, <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. But we, we'd love to have more bullshit added onto it. Um, as always, had a blast. Thanks for doing this, guys, and we'll see you next week. All right, see you.